Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and this beer is going to rile us up. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading our Patreon poll-selected novel for the month, It Ends With Us, by Colleen Hoover. One with certain. 100%. Yeah, it was like an Iraqi uh, election. <laughs> and this is 108% of people voted for this book. And I'm starting with a beer. So this book, uh, huge bestseller, sold over a million copies, and is about a woman in an abusive relationship. Didn't know that going in. I had no idea what it was about, and boy, uh, do I have feelings. Uh, But she's with a guy, eventually, spoiler, who turns out to not be so nice in some ways, and it's like she needs to get away. So this is from Fifth Hammer, which is something you probably would hit her with if she stuck around too long, and it's called... Mocha Getaway. It's an imperial stout brewed with chocolate, vanilla, and coffee that is 9.5% alcohol. Fifth Hammer, where are they? They're in Queens. They're in like Long Island City, right? Mm-hmm. I went into that tap room recently. And it was like, I think 50-50 dogs and people in There's there. a lot of dogs there all the time. Yeah. Great Fucking, there was a dude with his dog on the bar. <laughs> he had like a small... Standing on the bar? Like a, a small dog, you know, like a carryable, mm-hmm. put it in your purse. This dude had his dog sitting on the bar and then like the bartender and him were just like talking they're like that's cool dog hair on the bar yeah that makes total sense dog butthole on the bar. oh dog butthole dog i don't know if it was a, a bitch <laughs> dog <laughs> dog cock on the bar and then i was like what an asshole and i looked again he had an unbelievable mullet it was <laughs> <laughs> it was impressive he looked he looked like he'd he'd lived a life his mullet would make Billy Ray Cyrus in like peak, you know, uh, what the fuck was that song called? Um, Achy Breaky Heart. Achy Breaky Heart. He would have just wept if he saw it. And I was like, that guy, I don't know what he's capable of. He could put his dog there then. I don't, don't want to find it. But this beer is lovely. <laughs> Zero notes of dog. What is it? <laughs> it is an imperial stout with mocha something and chocolate, mm. vanilla, yeah, okay. coffee. And I put it in me. So, It Ends With Us came out in 2016 and tells the story of Lily Bloom. And I forget what her middle name is, but it's also a flower. It's Blossom. It's Whoa. Lily Blossom Bloom. <laughs> it's, right. Because her parents hate her. Yeah, they're... Turns out one of them did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, like, you opened the book. Cause I, it, we, we got this... We chose this book, or the patrons chose this. Well, the patrons chose this the book. Patrons did the choose. patrons chose because it we're like in a full this, and fair. Well, I'd, I'd never fucking heard of it, but y'all were like, "This was a book that like everyone was reading, every woman was reading um, for a hot minute." There, it was like a, the next big romance novel. I was like, "Okay, some romance novel." That's I don't I didn't know anything about it beyond that. And it then won uh, the Goodreads Choice Award, which is voted on by users, not by yeah, people well, who have I, opinions I, that sure, matter. Sure, it was, I, and it I won best it was, romance novel. Jesus, okay. Well, the dedication when you open the book, did you read the dedication? Is Pages. it everyone with a did, heartbeat should read this book? No, 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 no. The, no that's, I'm that's like, like the, that's the like dedication. A blurb. Oh, 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 oh blurb. right. Yes, the dedication was. was for don't my father, make me tell you twice. <laughs> it was for my father, who tried his very best not to be his worst. And for my mother, who made sure we never saw him at his worst. I'm thinking, that's an odd thing to make this romance book about. Is this a, is what, this a riddle? What's, what is going to happen here? And I was like, you figure out. like, What oh, has two legs in the oh morning? My God. <laughs> <laughs> How is a raven like a writing desk? Um, 
They could both you hammer a shitty book. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was very clear what was going to happen. I, I I don't maybe I had heard what this book was about, and then I was like, "Yep, there, that's the first clue." And it was on page like four, and then um, you know, by the time like the big like ooh thing happens, you're like, "Yeah, of course." You know, who didn't see did this you coming? Read the thing at the end that she wrote. Is like I did, and actually, I, I appreciate reading it. Yeah, it made it very different. We'll get to that at the end, I guess. Then, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's about a, a a lady. Her name is Lily, and it opens up with her on a rooftop in Boston. And this book cannot get off of Boston's dick. Um, uh, and she's like, "I just came back from a funeral in Plethora, Maine, which is not a place that I know of." Um, because it's in only a few Stephen a, King books. There's not a lot of anything in Maine except space, empty space. Uh, and Lewiston. Yes. <laughs> her dad has just died. Uh, he was the mayor, and her mother was, and I quote, the most revered teaching assistant in all of Plethora, which I she was surprised the that fuck that out of those worksheets. title even existed. Yeah, and, and teaching assistant at the, what, the elementary school? It's probably a one-room schoolhouse in Plethora, Maine. Yeah. Well, so you just get the one you just teacher. get the old like in uh, uh, <laughs> like that one book. You just get the older kids to do that for you. <laughs> Did you go to school in a little house on the prairie? <laughs> There's only one schoolhouse, one room. I I mean, it's it's a town in called Plethora, Maine, and her dad was the mayor. He lived in a regular house. I'm assuming it's not a giant town. No, this is one of those towns where the mayor also has a full time job. Like yes, he, he moonlights as mayor. He's a full-time wife beater in this book. Um, um, yeah, well, part-time wife beater. Part-time, yeah. Just when he drinks, which is all of the time. Uh, so she's on this roof, and then she sees a really hot guy, and you're like, I wonder if this hot guy is going to be the focus of this book. And it is, because that's how <laughs> yeah. every book works. And like he's this. even hotter because he's rich, because he has an expensive shirt on. And he so has, he's uh, really hot. Is that Lacoste? <laughs> it, it starts off... He, no, he, it's he, very high cost, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he starts off in a non-red flag way at all of coming out onto the roof where he doesn't think there's anybody there and trying to destroy a piece of deck furniture in rage. And she but, mentions but that it's can't. like marine-grade polymer or something like that. <laughs> I didn't know if he meant like the... Armed Forces branch or boat. But it, either way, I don't know what it means. said about 19 times, though. Like, it looks varnished. I could see where the barnacles have been scraped off. And he tries and, and also where it even holds its gun. Got, like, oh, I'm getting, I don't know which one it is still. <laughs> he has bulging biceps that, like, are destroying his polo shirt. He's so jacked. Even though never once in the book does he lift a weight or even mention going to the gym, he's just... He's just, he's just got those good genetics. Well, it's because every time... Because he is a neurosurgeon in mm. training. In training. Uh, when he's doing his neurosurgery, uh, he's flexing the entire time. So he's getting That's how it his works, muscles yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, that'll hold your hand steady. You know what, though? This might have been in, uh, brilliant foreshadowing that she sees him and the first thing she notices are his guns. Now, think about the big reveal about his childhood later. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He's like, let me show you the gun show. She's like, what? That's what I said to my brother. Um, so <laughs> he then they talk, and he has the directness of a person in a poorly written story about autism. 
and he's like, I want to fuck you. And she's like, uh, I'm sorry, did you lose okay. your adult? And she's like, okay, naked truth. That's what he says. Time for naked truth. Which, I want course, to see you naked. He doesn't tell her, but except for that part. I'm a neurosurgeon. I'm only into one night stands. I'm into Are getting you okay brain. with that? <laughs> <laughs> he's also ripping a joint, which means he's dangerous, I guess, in this world, because that's dangerous to be smoking. My friends in Massachusetts, me where it is legal. Was it legal five years? Oh, well, 2018. Yes. That guy's like seven bad, years actually. ago. What the fuck year is it anymore? Uh, what? No, the year. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> was. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's, he's rolling a, a big fat doobie of Mary Jane. And she's like, I've never seen one of those in person. This is. Wrong. I'm from Maine, where people definitely don't smoke weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going Because there's definitely all those other things to do in this state. Heroin. Yeah, I've got... Dude, what are you, in middle school? <laughs> and really mean is just nothing but uh, lighthouses and bespoke meteries. Lobster. <laughs> and lobsters, yeah. And uh, dudes wearing flannel with beards. It's basically Brooklyn, but more north. More trees. Way more They're trees. They're smoking them. Oh. oh. There you go. So, he, so they're like, oh, he's like, oh. I just want a one night stand. Is that okay? And she's like, no, I, I think I really want a relationship. He's like, oh, well, I guess that's too bad. I forget if he said something. And then she leaves. And also because she gets on a call to roof. go do neurosurgery. She's on his roof. And she's like, and because first he was like, what, who the fuck are you? My she's sister like, I'm here owns waiting this for house, the bat signal. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> going to swoop down and stop crying when I see do you, it. Do you remember why she had that? She went up there? I do. Oh, yeah, because it, fa- it was her father's funeral. She had just delivered the eulogy at her father's funeral. And, and she walked, because her mother asked her to, and she walked up to the mic and said, Okay, here are five things, good things about my father. And then just stops talking. That's like a, that is, I wasn't there. Because it didn't happen, but I'm imagining it, and it is like the most cringy curb your enthusiasm kind of thing ever. It's just like, oh no, oh oh, don't do it. Oh she, oh fuck. And I guess I she hide. forgot her note cards. I can't handle that kind of situation. Just hearing her talk about it, I was like, oh no, I, I, my skin crawled. That was hearing them talk about almost anything in this book. Well, so. the whole book uh, to a point, but it's like, oh, I see what she's doing. But like she's going like real like Andy Kaufman with this eulogy, <laughs> like a meta joke about my father, <laughs> the Mighty Mouse song. I don't know what you're talking about. The uh, Here I Come to Save the Day. That was his whole bit. Oh well, I mean I, I know his stuff. But he, he just like did shit where it was like, I'm going to make this bizarre and everyone's uncomfortable, and that's the joke. <laughs> oh yeah, like very. What now is much more common, especially on uh, speaking of stoners on Adult Swim, but. That was uh anyway. So she's all bummed out that her you know not that her dad's dead. She's like kind of conflicted over it. She's like this is weird. She's not a... that conflicted over her dad being dead. No, she's no, she's mostly but... very happy. Yeah, I guess she gets more conflicted later on. I don't know, fucking know. So anyway, so Lily meets Ryle. Oh, and what by the way, a stupid so name. You don't know That's his name. name. Yet. You don't know his name yet. No, you find it out later. It's like, that oh, is okay. the dumbest well, name I've ever fucking heard. His name is Ryle. And I really, it's like, okay, which is worse? Belly or Ryle? Ryle. Because Belly is a nickname. <laughs> Ryle was one child. of the best characters in Street Fighter. 
Yeah, isn't it like Belly was like uh, fucking Isabella or something? Yeah. No, so the, that's the a name. It's a real free. name. Ryle is his given name. It's not a... It's just stupid. It's just Kyle with the wrong letter on it. Maybe the <laughs> first... Maybe like they had a you know a terrible sequence of miscarriages and the first, they were like, we're going to name him Kyle. And then they're like, they lost that one. And they're like, let's just go up in the alphabet. Lyle. And then <laughs> Miles. Niles. And then they were like, fucking, I'm running out here. Gomer Pyle. And then eventually they get to Ryle. Like, this better fucking work. And this kid better not kill one of our other kids. And they named him Ryle. <laughs> Well, I got one of those things. So, uh, anyway, so right away, though, you know, with two single young people meet, it's like, well, you pretty much know what's going to happen later in the book. So, would you say he has a savage crush on her? Oh, he does. Mm. This is... He wants to take her to his savage garden. (laughs) This is Savage Crush by Casey BC. This is a Goza, the savage Goza, with... Blood orange, passion fruit, and sea salt. Hmm. No. Weird with salt. <laughs> you look like salt, your husband just smacked weird. you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of salt. It's tart and salty. Uh, are you it's sure that's not just an then, entire huh? can of jizz? <laughs> <laughs> that someone had a lot of pineapple first? <laughs> not sure, no. <laughs> Pour it into a cup. See what happens. Yeah. Does it, does it, <laughs> is it pour out red? or does it like drip out? It's viscous. <laughs> it's, it's very red. So oh, oh, maybe they have cat kidney damage. I got a stone coming. <laughs> you keep drinking it though. <laughs> stop. I'm, I'm, hoping it gets, I'm, I'm hoping it gets better. <laughs> Nate, um, <stop>. It's <laughs> it's quite Don't tart. Do it. And a little bit salty. Can't Nate's, say I'm loving it. Why are you mm. rubbing it over your face? <laughs> What's with all those Japanese men standing around, Nane? What's happening over there? <laughs> I was just listening to the, the Dark Force episode yeah. where we talk about bukkake for about forty yeah, percent of it. This morning, <laughs> I think about ten percent of it. It's a lot of the bukkake only comes. Well, one if size. it's not a lot, it's not bukkake. So <laughs> that is a joke we made. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> all right, so then. It cuts to her. She has like she lives with her roommate, whose name is I forget because she disappears. Lucy in the and plot. is irrelevant. She's in the plot, then she disappears, and she comes back. And Lucy's a Lucy's a total bitch. She sucks and is a shitty roommate. But Lily doesn't really have a personality, so it's like whatever. We'll take something. And then Lily gets, I guess, in, um, inheritance from her father. And decides to open up her own floral that, shop. You know that fucking Maine mayor money. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he'd been embezzling because her mom's, you know, the fucking biggest TA in plethora Maine. They got that real inheritance coming in. I guess I don't know. That guy had been pilfering the teachers' union's uh, retirement fund or something. <laughs> well, so, the teachers' union is one person. It's it's the one one room that they the all work. TA in. can't get into the union, so <laughs> so she has a, a windfall of money, and she's like, "Fuck it! I have a degree in marketing. I'm ready to start a business at 23." And I'm going to create my own floral shop called like you, Lily's Blooms. Do you remember where she's like, I wanted to always, I always wanted to do this, but people, I was worried. People would just think I was trying to capitalize on my name. And it's like, so the fuck what? Uh, I believe what she, that, that trying to just capitalize on your name is what Prince Harry just did. <laughs> she just, yeah. 
that's actually capitalizing on your name. She was <laughs> just trying to leverage it. It's like if your name was like Dan Tist and you became a dentist, that's, like this was meant to be. That is nominative determinism. That's true, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Dan Tist, DDS. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Crentist? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of another stupid name that could work like that, but Dan Tist is pretty, pretty far out there. So she opens up her own floral shop. She buys a space without having like any knowledge of how to do anything. And hey, she, she's got she majored in business in college. In, in in marketing. She works in marketing. They kept saying, You majored in business, which is anything. Oh, she has a master's. She could have an MBA. No, she, no, we she, don't she's know. only twenty three. Does she not have a master's, does she? She has a she's a graduate. She went to graduate school, she said. I don't actually I don't care. She could have been one year program. <laughs> She she went to fucking Adelphi and she has a bullshit. She went to, she went to Phoenix U. Yeah, <laughs> Phoenix U. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what everyone who went there calls it. The it's fix, a, you know, big, it's a Big Ten school. <laughs> Phoenix U. We've uh, left out a key part of the plot. Is that everyone's Which is when stupid? She reads her journals. Oh, oh, I was going to get there. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to that. She reads. So I think probably before it talks about, because her yeah, chapters that's... are like every other chapter is for a while. It's like, okay, now let me read my journal about from when I was a teenager. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so it tells the story about, and so, okay. First of all, the premise of her writing the journals is that she's writing oh, a letter yeah. to Ellen DeGeneres because she loves the Ellen show. That's the best. You know, that's the biggest part of the book that didn't age well because now everyone hates Ellen DeGeneres because apparently she was a tyrant to work for. Yeah, she's a monster. But back when this came out in 2016, maybe it's even more telling now that she loved Ellen, and then because she she, she keeps falling for monsters. Yes. <laughs> His, I don't even know the details of it, and I, I mean, I don't really care too much. But everyone loved Ellen. You know, she was fun. She was she danced with the black guy on the show. And she was a lesbian, so like she wasn't trying to steal him. And she had people on, and they she was just a giveaway. She was a terrible boss who was a treat people like shit. Though the truth is, having worked in TV and having worked with people who worked with everybody that ran that show, every major TV show is run like that. Essentially, I'm sure Ellen took the brunt of the abuse. Asshole. She was a monster, of course, absolutely, no doubt about it. But it wasn't that different from every other show that is still going. What TV is, is famous she, for its abusive work environments. But was she just like rude to people and it's shouted not always, at it's people? Not, honestly, it's not even like the talent. Shit. That's what they call it. The talent is like the host. Like the host yeah, yeah. usually doesn't even acknowledge most of the staff. Uh, usually it's like the, the bosses of like the executive producers and like the producers of the show will just, you know, you're mean to the people below you because when you grew, came up in the industry, everyone was mean to you. Of course. So everyone is a bastard. Uh, and it's just a famously, horrifically abusive industry. Just everyone is a monster. Some of the talent is, of course, also terrible. Ellen happened to be one of them. So, But it was know, just it, so contrary to her image. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was like, oh, she's such a nice lady. Like, no, she's a, she's a monster. And yeah, she is. But, you know. I'm sure that's not unique to television, though, because my wife worked. No, in no, financial mm-hmm. services and like would tell me stories about like the upper upper people who there was this one anything woman, with anything with millions of dollars on the line day to day is going to be full of monsters. Like one story though is this woman who you know super senior person at a firm, 
And she, you know, as she's being driven to work every day in the car, the company stands for her. Even though she wor- like lives and works in Manhattan, you know, blocks away, yeah. the car that takes her, the fucking admin would have to wait on the, a certain corner with her coffee order. And they would just slow down so she could reach out of the window and grab it <laughs> and just keep driving. Like, give me that coffee, peasant, and <laughs> just drive away. I'm sure anybody who makes at a certain point you make so much money you just you must become a fucking monster. There's a real thing that happens with it. Like once you make a certain amount of money, like your brain literally changes and you don't think like regular people do anymore because you can't. Well, it's usually for like billionaires, not for just dickhead TV hosts. Help us find out if you want to support the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's conduct an experiment. Well, <laughs> you give us millions and millions of dollars, and we'll tell you if we become assholes. Really, According to some people, we already are. That's true. <laughs> Those people are bitches. Oh, but <laughs> Um, we'll get to the Patreon later because we have to thank those fine people. But I want to get, but we got to get some more plot under our belt. So she writes to Ellen because DeGeneres. There isn't much plot. There, there's, some, there's some stuff. Yeah, I guess and she's writing to Ellen though. because I think it was something like she started a school project. She thought she thought journals were corny. She thought journals were corny. She says oh, well, it's not really a journal if I write to Ellen instead. So every journal entry was begins with "Dear Ellen, why are you eating all the box?" And then. <laughs> So I was like, dear Ellen, I like Finding Nemo. And she starts, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's really, uh, some of it's pretty upsetting. You know, it's talking about like her dad beating the mom and how when the, she comes into the room, the dad hides it and the dad will storm off or whatever. And yeah. the mom is just crying on the floor, or trying not, to, trying to shield the child from it, which is what the um, introduction, that, you know, the, the dedication Jimmy read is about. But then the mom also saying things like, oh, he, he didn't mean it. Oh, he'll be better next time. Or, oh, oh he won't he's do just it an again. Accident or, or, yeah, or, oh, I just, I screwed up. Yeah. It was just a heat of the moment. I just kept walking into those doorknobs, honey. It's not really, you know. Uh, you know, the, the, the cliched excuses that you know, abused, you know, women primarily uh, say. So that's cut in there. And then I don't remember the order of when he gets introduced. But then you're introduced to the character of Atlas. Who she does mention in her really big shoulders in her like intro paragraph is like you know I'm just that little girl from Maine who once banged a homeless boy and you're like well what the fuck is that let he without sin you know cast the first stone there Jimmy uh, <laughs> so, which who among us has a I wasn't a homeless judging. boy <laughs> I was just saying that's how she brought it up you're like well, don't sh- don't don't yuck my yum honey uh, so Ugh. see. <laughs> I don't like that expression at all. <laughs> I don't either, but somebody used it at work. I was like, that's disgusting because you just what? yucked everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is not cool. I don't like that. You're yucking my yum. Mm-mm, no. Mm. I don't want, you don't get to eat anymore. So. It sounds like they're trying to eat all your cum. It really does, right? <laughs> like if you, it's like a tongue twister. You say it too fast and you're like, don't just yuck, yuck my, my cum. Yum. Like, well, mm. <laughs> so that comes up that she fucked a bump. Early on, you, know, you kind of forget about it. Uh, but then she meets Atlas, and he lives in the abandoned derelict house behind her, which says a lot about what it means to be a mayor in rural Maine. <laughs> you live next to a condemned abandoned house. <laughs> There's only 12 people in town. And real estate <laughs> demand is through the roof. <laughs> 
So that house is abandoned, and she sees like a, a lantern or some shit in there, whatever it is. And that's Atlas. And one of her friends is like, oh, he's a senior, and he's stinky. And Honestly, his name is Atlas, and he's only the third most stupid name in the book. Well, the original, I mean, later on when she helps him, uh, the original working title of the book was Atlas Hugged. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might be true. That might actually be true. <laughs> I hope uh, it is. <laughs> I would, I would, I'll change my review to five stars if Colleen was like, yeah, that was originally what I would call it Atlas Hugged. <laughs> <laughs> There's no trains in this book. <laughs> uh, well, um, so then, you know, she starts her flower shop and she hires an employee who is named Alyssa, which is a pretty standard name. And Alyssa is a independently wealthy woman who's just bored, who is willing to work in the floral shop because she exists for plot purposes. And they set up. And on after like five minutes, Lily is like, I think I just met my new best friend. Because her roommate sucks hard. Her other best friend sucks and is out of the book in one chapter. She only appears in moments when you're like, oh, yeah, she's still here and she still sucks. Like she really, Lucy, right? I can't, I'm not even 100% sure what her name was. Because every time you're like, why the fuck are you still holding on to her? Get rid of her, Lily. You're better than that. So they open up a floral shop because... Lily liked to grow asparagus and shit in her backyard, so that means she's qualified to be a florist now. But then on the first day, they like on uh, like uh, uh, Alyssa is there, and they're like doing something, like doing some very preliminary like decorating, they're cleaning or up, they're cleaning up the then, old debris from the yeah. apparently garbage store that's they bought they bought or something. And then somehow lily hurts her ankle i don't remember how she's she like trying to stand on dumb. something and she's falls. clumsy like bella, bella from twilight i guess i don't clumsy. know exactly uh, i think something it's also like foreshadowing because she walks into a lot of door frames for the rest of the book yeah she's just she, clumsy so she hurts her ankle it's like oh my ankle and Alyssa pick takes out her cell phone and calls her calls her husband and says get over here with the bag of ice and then they don't because, and he's like, no, I can't because I'm, I'm wearing a onesie. I'm and washing I'm at the Bruins. Because. And you I, know how far that is? <laughs> I can't drive in my cab right now. I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> because like, apparently his brother, uh, her brother and her husband are at a bar wearing onesies at a bar that gives you free beer if you're wearing a onesie. Meanwhile, he's independently wealthy because he's just like uh his software he's, he's I mean, developed he like made candy crush or something like he's it's specific that he made a few apps that made a and ton then of money every year he makes updates and sells the updates which is how computers work yeah <laughs> software as a service <laughs> uh, and then um and and then so he and then he's like okay she's like oh you won't okay hand hand the phone to my brother so to the brother, hey, bring me a bag of, or over at this address, bring me the bag of ice now. Oh, is it the very first day? I think it's the very first day because they don't even know they're that she even, works there yet. They're not even open right? yet. It's yeah. the first day. No, that no, they, but they don't even know about the existence of the flower shop and how Alyssa's going to work there. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, so then they show up in their onesies with the bag of ice and they're not completely hammered. And the brother, who happens to be a doctor, is actually a neurosurgeon and his name is Ryle. He's and like, like, oh shit. 
The ankle is the brain of the foot. And then he... He's <laughs> 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 like, I can fix this. If I can fix a brain, your rolled ankle is fine. <laughs> and that's all he does. You're just going to put ice on it for a few days and then don't walk and then you could walk. That's his medical advice. Because he's sleep deprived from his residency and drunk. But it works because she's 23 and your body can recover. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I've been thinking. It's been like six months since he saw her or they saw each other or they met. And he's like, oh, let me reach up a little bit higher. And, <laughs> and then I forget what it was. And Alyssa's Did like, you you're, boob? you're Did you sprain your vagina? <laughs> and he's like, you're hitting on her. And you just met, and they don't. They don't say. They don't say how they actually did meet six months ago. That comes up much later, I think, or they don't even really or explain two it. Two chapters it later, whatever. it comes up now or later, but it doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. But then he again fucking rainmans it, and he's like, "I would like to fuck you in front of everybody." <laughs> and the sister's like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with you?" And I'm and, getting riled up. And he's yeah. like, please stop saying that. You say that every time. And he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And the husband's like, go Pats. And then uh, he's, because <laughs> he's just. You hey, know who gets me riled up? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That man can rile I'd me fuck up. fuck him. I'd let him fuck me. I am fucking turgid thinking of that man. <laughs> See, I like Tom Brady because you know he's got a big one, but the balls aren't too inflated. Uh, so... <laughs> He, uh, the sister's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And this is where the dialogue sounded a lot like fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. This is a better book than Fifty Shades of Grey. Make oh, no, that's no mistake. What about I was it. comparing it to in my head the whole way through it. I was like, wow, this is a lot better than Fifty Shades. But when the characters talk, it is very similar to Fifty Shades of Grey. And this guy is very similar to Christian Grey, uh, including the one part where his scrubs hang from his hips. I don't know if you highlighted that, Jimmy. <laughs> But I, maybe that's just the style, you know? We just haven't read enough shitty romance books. That they just talk, maybe and it just sounds dumb. Work. Maybe that's what women want. Yeah, they just they they want with, your pants on your hips. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have heard that they do not lie. My <laughs> wife just doesn't want me to leave my dirty laundry on the floor, so I guess if I kept them on my hips, that would be a win. Yes. yes so they start, then there's like a montage of, of getting the store ready. And it turns out that um, Lily is just so good at floraling. She can make steampunk flowers. And you're like, nope, that's not what that I mean, is. It's kind of a cool idea and the sort of thing that people with too much money well, would she, pay for. Is she like, I glued a little clock onto these roses that I planted back. I'm like, okay, sure. But then she said, what is steampunk? Like, steampunk, it's kind of like a subgenre of fiction. It's like, that's not what any of I mean, those words is, mean. That is, but that's like saying, "What is a mystery?" Like it's a subgenre of fiction. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> is fiction a genre? Jo- fictions, I guess you could call it a. I mean, there are many subgenres in fiction. There are genres yeah. in fiction. I mean, I don't know if we. Uh, I guess it just seems odd. I think it's that she has seen pictures of it and doesn't really know what, about it. She doesn't know. It's like, oh, it's like fantasy. Victorian world nonsense. It's like if if uh, everything was steam powered and we wore top hats all the time. And I, I find it hard to believe that the girl who's obsessed with Pinterest has never heard of steampunk. Pinterest is garbage. It is it is just garbage. And you just end up looking at pictures of like people's albums that are cool tattoos or whatever. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shoes for my dog's wedding. And and but only so many years to wear. Twice them. as many shoes. 
So then she opens her floor shop, and it's a big hit because people apparently like steampunk flowers. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. Ever since the Puritans Boston landed there, they have always you know, talked about being floral okay with shops things that are different and how important they were to the local economy and how frivolous decorations are. Well, actually, no, that's not what the Puritans ever said at all. And starting a business is as easy as just I will say this. a location, opening it. And boom, huge success. That's all you got to well, do. Maybe you're, maybe you're never you're counting your to pull uh, from beyond uh, your main mayor inheritance. <laughs> but I will say that uh, if all the businesses all you start, I imagine Forest has the fewest <laughs> permits you need. Like how many licenses? Do you, it's not like a liquor license or a gambling license or. Like, I mean, but they just deliver locally. They have a guy on standby to deliver who is Marshall, the millionaire, who's bored. There's a lot of regulations about uh, shipping plants across state lines. I believe it's him. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? Is it him? So then... Um, oh, God. They I miss end up... She ends up dating... Like, the Ryle guy... Oh, they go to a party. That's like where things come to a head. That's what it is. They go to a, car, a party with a... Th- yeah, with a throwaway gay best friend. Yeah, he's literally in the one scene. The grand opening party. Just so he can touch a boob. He's like, it's fine because I'm gay. And you're like, ha, uh, ha, that's true. He, he writes, and you know what? I remember a, I remember specifically, and you'll know who I'm talking about, Jimmy, a person we went to high school with saying this, or saying something very close to this, as yeah. he grabbed another girl's boobs and saying, it's fine, I'm gay. It doesn't matter. And it's like, and it's like that's, that's not how that's that works. That's not how that, nope, still can't I mean, do this that. this is like 2004. I can't, gra- like, Mike, I can't grab your dick and say, it's okay, I'm straight. I know, because we'll both get very hard and it will give up the game. <laughs> 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 straight to anal, I mean. But, it, but, but the guy goes, I've touched way better boobs than yours and I'm still gay. It's like, that's true. That's how it works. That's also not how it That's works. That's how either. it works in Boston. That's how it works in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. it just sh- the Cardinal says it's how it works. I fucking believe he said it. It's true. As long as I still love Tom Brady, it's fine. <laughs> but it's It's not gay to love Tom it's Brady. It's not gay. Let me tell He's you. like Jesus. But so they that character's there and she brings him to just make Ryle jealous. As though you couldn't tell this guy is your gay friend. He's so light in his loafers, he floats, and he comes, and they, and he goes, and he's just like networking with people, and just don't I know you from that YMCA bathroom or whatever the fuck he says to people. Uh, and that's that's just the thing that's happening. And, and then he's never in the book again. No, no. <laughs> so then uh, Ryle come, he sees her, and he's like, "Hey." So Ryle is there at the party, and he grabs her like a fucking caveman. And runs her into a room and then gets on his knees and he's like, please have sex with me. Which was, to be fair, what I thought you had to do to get sex when I was 16. But he's a neuroscience scientist or whatever the fuck he is. No, he's a neurosurgeon. neurosurgeon. Very different thing. Yes, he, he, he's, he's the Ben Carson of Boston. He actually separates Siamese twins at some point. He does. Was ben Carson's he also thing. believes that the pyramids are for grain storage. And that dinosaurs were put here to test our faith in God. <laughs> but he, he like drags her into a room and locks the door. And then the gay friend is like, oh, shit, I had one job. And he's like, uh, can I help you? Can you let my friend out of the rape dungeon? And she's like, it's cool. I've seen him once before. What's the worst that could happen? 
I brought you explicitly to make this guy jealous. I guess it worked. Mission accomplished. Thank you, temporary character. And he goes back to the temp agency because he's done <laughs> the book. <laughs> but then Ron's like, can you please have sex with me? Just once. Just like one and done. That's all I need. I just need to fuck you, you know, because I, you know, I don't know how to masturbate in the shower or something. And then I'll be able to move on with my life. And she's like, no. This is basically exactly Christian and Anastasia. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've, I've, all I do is fuck everything in front of me. But since I saw this weird virgin lady, or, you know, basically a virgin lady, I can't think of anything else. And I have to change my entire lifestyle for that. I'm not sure exactly where this was in the book now, but there's a line where she says, does, does everyone always do what you say? And that made me think of Christian Grey. Like, that was almost a direct quote from Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, do you always get what you want or whatever? It's very much the same character. And then she's like, I won't fuck you. And he's like, all right, cool. And then he takes off their clothes and they sleep naked. And they don't fuck or they sleep nearly naked. Uh, She goes to freshen up and she takes like an hour because she shaves her entire body, toenails to eyebrows. Wait, isn't that later though? Like, there's a couple of times when they almost fuck. And then he falls asleep. This is like, Doesn't yeah, he, she's like, I won't have I sex know. with you. He's like, it's fine. Yeah, then I get think in that the happened bed and he like different yanks off her dress or something. And she's like, uh, what? And he's like, we're not having sex. It's cool. And she's like, oh, yeah, the gay guy convinced me that it's cool to just grope women if you say, you know, if you cross your fingers. I, I think that was because I, I wrote this down. He begs and then she goes to like freshen up. It maybe it takes a second, but then he falls asleep by the time she gets back. And then later that, she's like, oh, I was all sleep deprived. I just done a 49 day shift. At the brain doctor clinic. Yeah, that's a different... There's a, there are a couple of near misses. So this yeah. this uh, happened, but it happened later. They're all that, done. The, that, this was the next time. This is the next step in the relationship. Because in a, in, a, in a romance novel, you know, really the co- central conflict is, you know, will they or won't they? And, and in one... And in, I'm sure one type of romance novel, they don't actually... In, in a normal novel, they don't like no, get together. They, they the come together. End. And then it's like, oh, that's the resolution. Mm-hmm. Oh, they finally get together. But in this... But romance novels... In romance novels like this and in Fifty Shades, they get together very soon, very quickly. Where, But at least in this, she tried to have a little bit, have more than one chapter between I just met you and now we're fucking. You know, she had to have like, oh, no, I can't. I can't, we can't do it now. So we're just going to, anyway, so we had to, yeah. you know, have a couple of chapters in there. So it's not until about a third of the way into so, the book. Yeah, I, it, because this is not really a conventional romance novel. This is something else. And uh, it fucking goes back and forth. You get more of her story with Atlas the whole time. And so it turns out Atlas is a kid that lives, you know, he lives in the abandoned house. He's homeless. He's been kicked out by his mother and her new husband, the stepfather. I forget what happened to the dad, if he died or something. But they kicked him out of the house. He was voted out. He was the other mayor. <laughs> Term limits. Uh, so, <laughs> so Atlas is homeless, and he's like just waiting till he turns 18 so he could... He's covered in cigarette burns. Yeah, he's been abused. I mean, he's obviously being neglected. And he's waiting till he could just sign up for the service to get some, you know, like, structure and, you know, shit in his life. And... Two hots and a cod. What? <laughs> two hots and a cod? Oh, two hots and yes. Mm. Uh, and Lily is, first she's sneaking him food and leaving it there for him, and quickly that escalates to clothes and letting him shower at her house and just hanging out, and they become friendly. 
And it's, they're kind of like secret friends for a while, but they both understand, because he could see right into her house, and he definitely doesn't masturbate when he does it, that her father is abusive. You know, they're somehow in the only town, the, the town that has 11 people, but he could hear everything that happens in their house. Like, those are the only two houses on adjacent properties or something. And he knows what's going on. And they have a friendship or a bond over this. And they watch DVR episodes of Ellen DeGeneres. And they yeah. become friendly. And that just kind of keeps going on in the background. And she goes back to read her journal to whatever, whatever she's... I forget what she's trying to really accomplish. I'm not sure she can get closure on what happened to Atlas or something. Because she's just, you know... Remembering, but it's it's. I think she like because that's something with her dad's death, right? And she knows that her dad did something to Atlas, and that's hinted at at some point. And she's like, "Oh, I oh, yeah. need to move on past this so I could become a full time florist." And you know what? Fuck, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna. I was saving this for later, but we got to drink beers, uh, so she could reach. You know, uh, uh, you know, move on and reach peak epiphany. <laughs> that's the name of the spear. <laughs> it's like, should I save this for Ulysses? Didn't he make up that fucking word for that book? I think James Joyce made up the word epiphany in the way we use it today, as in like a moment it. of enlightenment, because prior to epiphany was like just a all, all a Three Kings Day, Catholic holiday thing. Anyway, this is Peak Epiphany, an imperial IPA from Magnify Brewing that is 9% alcohol. It is also in collaboration with Foundation Brewing Company. So Magnify and Foundation, two lame sci-fi series probably. Um, yep. That's that's delicious. It's very dry for a New England style, but I'm going to give it a good home in my ever-swelling liver. And we should say that these beers are brought to us by our supporters over at Patreon. So if you want to help us test that theory that rich people are all assholes, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub where you can support this podcast and get early access to episodes, join us for our monthly uh, book poll, Join us for our quarterly live episodes, get stuff mailed to you, stickers, merch discounts, exclusive content. I mean, if I kept listing all the perks, that you'd, we'd never get back to the book. But most importantly, you get shouted out on our monthly book poll episode. So I would like to say thank you to the patrons. I will say to everybody so they know that the, the uh, should we tell them the, the joke of our election? <laughs> What's that? All four choices this month were this book. they're normally real elections but nobody actually complained in fact several people thought it was very funny so i'd like to thank in no particular order the black rabbit of inlay i don't know what that means i think that's a character in dungeons and dragons gary avery humid oyster jc do good letters catherine kevin jacob linda dk law nathaniel Thick Richard the Third, Frederick, Thick Richard the Second. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Sean, Nora, Beatrice, Rachel, Maurice. These are all real names so far. Nin, Courtney. Ah, here's one. Jenna Talls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenna Talls. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I've not seen that before. Um. Uh, also thanking William, Sophia, Bookslut Maria, David, Derek, Carol, Sarah, Kala, uh, Nick, Joseph, Joe King, Dan, Ozzy, 
Joseph, Jeff, Yolanda, Jennifer. Oh, here we go. To make the game more competitive, whoever loses the Puppy Bowl this year has to sleep with Nate. Uh, is that a, was that a family name? I don't know that. That's a, <laughs> and pet go may be where the pets go, but it's also where Nate comes. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> oh God damn it's like it! A limerick. Uh, <laughs> Anita Tolek, Julian. Oh, okay, here's a good one. Okay, I, forget, I think I got it. Nate is a canine fucker. <laughs> Nate is a canine fucker. Nate is a canine. Okay. Uh, here's another person with a, with a personalized message. The drunk guys would officially like to censure. Oh, good, good, good vocabulary word. Would like to censure Patreon Brent's fiance until she realizes that Jagged Little Pill is an excellent album. Bonus points if she becomes more open-minded to Atlantis Morissette in general, as well as moving going fellatio. We're pulling for you there, man. Uh, good luck, Brent. <laughs> Literally pulling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be a giver, Brent's pay, uh, fiance. He's a good guy. He gives to charity. Uh, <laughs> Grace, Catherine, Colton. Oh, Jesus Christ. How I rough to fluctuations and fruck you bracks too. I think that's racist. What do you call a golden retriever that can't walk? Nate's girlfriend after tonight. <laughs> oh, after date night, excuse me. Zafod Beeblebrox. More taste the biscuit, taste the goodness of the biscuit, taste the biscuit, taste the goodness of the honey sauce. Oh I am still upset by it. <laughs> P, Crab, Daniel, Hayden, Emotional Support Burrito, and CL, the OG uh, Patreon CL there. So thank you, all of you, for supporting the podcast. And uh, I'm sure Nate thanks you as well. For most of you he would like to pull a rile on some of you <laughs> i would say on some of you bitches but then nate might think i'm talking about dogs so back to the book okay so the 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 flower shop opens and it's a huge hit and oh, yeah, there's yeah. just so many so many things but then uh, then uh, uh lily gets a text from ryle and ryle says i i, I need to see you and she's like, okay, fine. So he comes over and he's like, I've just been on a 94-hour surgery. <laughs> I started in 2013 with this surgery. And I'm wearing my scrubs you like so much because you watch so much Grey's Anatomy. that He shows up, we're still wearing the stethoscope, which is stupid. Why would he have a stethoscope for that? <laughs> no, like the stethoscope, surgery. stethoscope was later. Okay, so she... Yeah. Uh, uh, Do, don't aren't his scrubs covered in brain? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he already laundered them and put them okay. back up. It's covered someone's in brain. Head, someone's head juice is on his shirt. But if they're covered in brain, then he screwed up. Because <laughs> <That's, laughs> they're supposed that's to just be the, inside the it's head. It's just the extra brain. That's, they, were, they were removing extra brain, Nate. The bra- like yeah. a brain right, okay, so Ryle comes over and says, Boston, they the whole thing. I, I've been on this... Uh, in, enormously long surgery but i really i just finally got out it was success but now i just really have to see you and she is like but i've been working in the flower shop all day i'm like gross and disgusting let me just and she's like okay fine let me just go freshen up a bit and this is where she takes like an hour because they've not fucked yet she's like all right i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to give him give him some sex but she's like "Ah, it's been a while let me let me shave everywhere and 
you know, bleach my asshole and, you know, give myself a full mani-pedi. And she's in the shower for an hour, getting all hot. And then he falls asleep. And then when she comes out all, you know, made up and everything, and he's just fast asleep. Who among us has not been there after our 97-hour brain surgeries? I'm reminded of um, a Louis C.K. bit from many years ago about how, like, you could say just, like, one slightly wrong word during sex with a woman, and the woman shuts down and doesn't want to have sex anymore. Right? Like, you're, like, having sex with your, your girlfriend or your wife or whoever, and she's like, I love you. And you go, yeah. And she's like, what does that mean? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And, like, you just, like, now no more sex is happening. And he's like, for a man, you could, like, hold up a picture of my mother's severed head in your hands. <laughs> And like that's we're gonna talk about that after this, <laughs> but like this guy's like, I'm so fucking horny for you. And then she's like, All right, let me go shower. And he's like, he can't keep it together. Is this, is this when he he shows up at her apartment, but he she never told him where she lived, so he knocked on 29 other apartment doors trying to find. Oh wait, her. yeah, I think that's it. Oh yeah. Which is uh, insane. And he used his white privilege to not get arrested for that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, just, I'm a neurosurgeon, sir. He was and wearing like, scrubs. Oh, shit. Yeah. People open the door. Did someone call 911? He's like, oh, not I'm you. Here for the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> You're not prepped. I'll be back. This isn't my office. <laughs> uh, Actually, if you do that, you just yell, go Pats, and they have to buy law. Yell, go Pats, and everything's okay. He just keeps, he just knocks on doors, and he asks, like, uh, and who's your secondary insurance? And they're like, oh, let me go get the card. And he just runs to the next door. Like, <laughs> it's not covered. And he leaves. <laughs> you, you need a referral. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's America. So anyway, okay, so <laughs> then they fuck. Then finally he, they wake up. He wakes, they, he wakes her up. They wake up or she falls asleep next to him. I don't know, something like that. And then they wake up. Then they fuck. At some point they fuck. And it's magical. I, thank so goodness she, there was some, not much sex description in this because it's was, never good. There was some line like, oh, every man before was just a boy before him. So it was literally a homeless boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his fault. It's just a boy. And then, uh, <laughs> and though, so now they're like, so anyway, so then three more months go by and now they're like, Actually, serious item. Yeah. They decide a lot of to like time jumps, so she doesn't have to show any development. Yeah, because she can't. Because Ryle, you know, but had been like, oh, I just, I can't, I don't want a relationship. I just want one night stands. But then finally, without with very little convincing, it's like, no, okay, I'll have a relationship with you. So then they because she's oh, she's so cool together really, for a really while. Hot redhead, which he's never had one of those before, probably. Which is hard to believe in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking everywhere. It's kind of the, the most Irish city outside What's Ireland. With, it, there may What's be more Irish hair? people there Why does it look than like in that? Ireland, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Ireland only had about four million people live in that little fucking island. Like four million, yeah. There, there, there are, are four times as many people of Irish descent in America than there are people in Ireland. That number seems low. <laughs> like Go around on, on, yeah, right. Well, on St. Patrick's Day, it's 400 times as many Irish people here as they just wear <laughs> Kiss Me, I'm Irish shirts and they vomit Guinness on people. But he he bangs her out and he's like, I just, I, I, I'm a changed I man. I fully intended to hit it and quit it. But now I have converted. I'm going to stick it and stick with it. 
And she's like, that doesn't sound very good either. And he's like, just shut up. The brain surgeon. I'm rich. My biceps are the size of a man's thigh. And I have a 10-inch punisher between my legs. She's like, oh. They actually never talk about how big his dong is. Because that would require comparing it to a homeless boy's dong, which would have been quite cruel. Yeah. And so they become a fast item. And they become this like weird... Um, married couple by couple thing with his sister and her husband and the husband and Ryle were friends and just like they're just like incredibly fast tight knit group all of a sudden it's incestuous a little bit when I mean, they don't like swap or anything but they're like really really tight and they're just super they rich need, they don't need well, any other character they, no. if they that's, swapped that's then <laughs> Alyssa and Ryle would have to fuck and their brother and sister have you been to Boston <laughs> <laughs> So at some point, the, you know, it's uh, the the subplot is uh, she's like, Alyssa, what are you doing here? Why don't you do some stuff? You know, you're a rich lady. You can do everyone. It's like, I work here because I can't get pregnant. And like a chapter later, she's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, it was very so quick. That was that was over and done with, I guess. Sure. And so that's happening. And then also, uh, her mom is like, I'm going to move to Boston because there's nothing here in Plethora, Maine, because half the town is dead since your dad died. So I'm going to move to Boston. So she does. And he's like, I'm going to get to with my mom. And Ryle's like, I love moms. Can I come have dinner with her? And they're like, yeah. That's not weird at all. We just started spooging in each other, but you can come meet my mom. And so he does. And who is at the restaurant but the fifth character in the book? <laughs> well, they go to the restaurant, and it's all fine. And all of a sudden, she looks up, and the guy like handing him a basket of bread or something She's like, I fucking know that guy. I sucked his dick. No, once. Mike. It's a in Boston. They instead of bread, they give you a just a basket of lukewarm kidney beans because it's Bean Town. And you have to eat the kidney <laughs> beans by hand. It's very disgusting. <laughs> they are slimy and they are wet. They're not hot or cold. They're just kind of like body temperature. Oh no, they warm them but on like a... outside by not inside by outside by they're clammy. They're clammy kidney beans in a in a wicker basket. It does leak. I believe you. I do. <laughs> it's an insane city. You have that in a big bowl of chowder. And then... <laughs> but the guy there, she's like, hey, fuck it. I know that guy sucked his homeless dick. And it's Atlas. And then he runs away. Oh, she runs away. She goes to the bathroom because she's like, I can take a shit. And then he... Sh- <laughs> 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 and then she's... He like barges into the bathroom. He's like, it's cool. I was homeless. I've seen this. And she's like, what... Why are you here? I've seen people pooping before. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this, this, is, this is a Tuesday for me. Uh, so she's, he's like, listen, I don't... Oh, because she already has got a wound. We skipped that entire part. He already hit her once. No, that was the second time they no, go to the No, because they go back to the same restaurant. Is it? Yes. Yeah, because oh, they go okay. back to the same restaurant because there's only one restaurant in Boston. It's the first, yeah, the, the first time they go to the restaurant. At first time they go to the restaurant, Lily is just like, oh, Atlas, I'm so. Oh, happy so then to he doesn't you. follow her to take a shit. He just he just watches. No, no, he just like he does follow her at, at like no out in the parking lot. He or walks something her like that. car or something like that, and then it's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. With that guy, and and he's like, right. yeah, and he's like, you know, I have I'm a girlfriend too. too. Yeah, I'm seeing somebody too. Definitely, her name is Palmola. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in she lives in Canada. You would. She's know. like, it's mostly an internet thing. Uh, it's Cassie. 
is what he calls her because when he jerks off, he wears a Casio on one wrist. <laughs> That's what he calls her for short. And he goes, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Casio. That's my spot. So he's, he, so she's like, oh. he's like, oh, how long have you been together? And she's like, about a year. He's like, me too. And like, what? Uh, and then she's, he's like, I just wish uh, we had met a year ago. All right. See you later. Bye. And she's like, oh, no, bomb guy, feel bad. And then there's more like interspersed recollection, you know, journal scenes with him. And then eventually she tries to make Ryle a casserole right before he does Siamese twin surgery. <laughs> that's, that's like the next important and then, thing. And then it's like, you know, six months later after that, and they've been together for a while. And he's like, I'm coming over. And she's like, I'm making you a casserole. I'm wearing that's just not even, an apron. <laughs> yeah, just an apron. Mm. Which is dangerous if you're making a casserole because they do tend to spatter a little bit. So it is it is a, a hot look. I'm not going to lie. When your mom and does it, Jimmy, to... it is. <laughs> and she I mean, can't cook I, for I, shit, I sh- but it is. She can't. <laughs> no, she can't. I know. <laughs> but Lily is making a Boston casserole, which is once again it's just a bunch of beans. It's like a chili, but there's no <laughs> tomato sauce at all. It's just, it's just kidney beans, lima beans, navy, baked beans that the sauce has been stripped off of. They've been rinsed. <laughs> and pinto and garbanzo beans in a pot. And uh and she's there is no seasoning on it at all. <laughs> and then when you eat that you have to yell this is bean town baby the whole time. And we say why? Law. Why do I have By to do this? Law, it's you have the to law. Say that. That's, it's that's written. It's written on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're cooking and they're like sort of fucking and not fucking. And she's like, and he's like, what about that casserole? And then they go, she, oh, it's I need, I need <laughs> Daddy needs his fiber for <laughs> surgery. <laughs> Daddy hungry. And then they've got a carbo load. <laughs> it's like, listen, I gotta I gotta pass this before I go into the hundred and thirteen hour surgery. Like a hibernating bear. <laughs> I'm going to take a shit like an entire loaf of bread tomorrow. <laughs> so, so then they go into the kitchen and it's like on fire. And because he's the smartest fucking idiot in the world, he puts his hand and grabs the casserole pinch. He's like, no, it's Boston. You use the socks. And then you grab it with <laughs> The red <laughs> yeah, socks. Yeah, the red socks. That we enough. keep by the stove. <laughs> and he burns his hand, and his hand is now like mangled into a lobster claw. And and she's like, oh no, I'm sorry. And for no reason at all, he just backhands her. And he smacks her. And do you remember where she gets injured? <laughs> oh no. No, she gets hurt. Yeah, she does, yeah. She gets hit in the eye. Oh, would you say she gets hit at eye level? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got to use up the shit I have in the fridge. This is oh, no. eye level from Finback. It's a double IPA. It's 8% alcohol. Say goodbye to ever being allowed back there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I should be offended or not. A couple weeks ago, we had a, a party there for my brother-in-law. Um, I think you probably saw the emails, Jimmy, because I used the drunk guy's did, email yes. address. And I had a box set aside for bottles that I'd, I'd asked. You know, we bought for We paid for it. And, and and I took the box back and just wrote, it said, Big Mike Party on the box. I was like, oh, <laughs> they know me. I was like, I don't want to be Big Mike. 
I'm not like a fucking <laughs> rapper. Oh no, I don't like that at all. Large Mike. Large Mike. Not tall Mike. Big Mike. It's not big and tall, which I am. Anyway, so <laughs> this is high level and IPA. 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 Um, he he had his PA uh you know write prescriptions for her later on in the book too, but this is uh really delicious. I wouldn't run away from this beer. <laughs> this beer would respect me in the morning. So he hits her, and she's instantly like, "Oh fuck, this is like my mom and my dad." And he's, like, "I'm so sorry. I overreacted. My hand was very hot." <laughs> That's basically what he says. You know how I feel about hot hands. I was going to go do a surgery that I would appear in the New England Journal of Medicine uh, for doing. It's a big goddamn deal. And my hand is the most important thing. Uh, So I was upset. And she's like, I could tell he was really sorry. I could tell he really felt bad. So I knew it was an accident, basically. And so then she says... A very particular thing, which is which had been foreshadowed earlier in the book, I think from an an episode of Ellen, something like something like there are no bad people, just people who do bad things. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some line like that and and yeah. but yet would Lily have said that about her father? No, she mm. fucking hated him. So I, I and so but yet when she gets, you know, smacked by her man she's like oh there are no bad people just people with people who do bad things sometimes but sometimes being implied she also tells him if it ever happens again i'm out and he's like that's fair or maybe she says it to herself i can't remember but she says that to herself she says it pretty pretty soon i think maybe not this first time but you know spoiler there's more but she does say something like, don't you fucking ever do that again or I leave. And he's like, you're right. I'm so sorry. Let me make it up to you. And then later on, he like gives her good sex. And she's like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I'm not sure where it is when he uh, eats her out. <laughs> like one of the few love scenes. Uh, she's like, this is the, it's like actually right before that. She's like, this is the best day ever. It's when they all wear onesies and watch a Bruins game. And he takes her back. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she, she can't. Uh, that's when she says, oh, I can't. I'm going to have water. You got to drink beer on the onesie day to watch the Bruins. It's like, I can't beer. drink beer because I'm pregnant. They're like, my dick works. <laughs> Sam Adams for everyone. And so then she, but then they go back and fuck. And I like this line. Uh, I try not to smile, but it's hard to disguise. He drags his mouth back down my body like a fucking, like he has like a, a jaw that's broken. He slowly lowers my panties to my ankles, but he told me not to move so I don't kick them off. His mouth slides up my thigh until dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Best day ever. So clearly the homeless guy was not a giver. Um, you know, I would, I would think you know, when you're starving, you'll eat just about anything, but apparently <laughs> There are certain lines Atlas wouldn't cross. It's like, hey, what do you think about, you know, going down? I mean, Atlas shrugged. (laughs) 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 So then, then, um, so then they, uh, in the midst of that, they recount, you know, uh, that 
Atlas, Atlas was Atlas was eighteen, and she was fifteen. He kept asking, was like, damn near "When's your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> When's your birthday?" I was like, "This is a that's creepy." He's like, "I'm almost 16. and then I guess they banged. was he eighteen yet though? I thought he was waiting until he turned eighteen to join the military. He the was Marines. a senior, but you, you might so, you might have a late maybe birthday. Maybe he was seventeen, maybe eighteen. Who knows? But he was clearly asking like, "When do you turn 16? Because I guess that's the age of consent in Maine. They don't have like one of those um, the Romeo and Juliet clause where you can go out there's like a I don't gray know. I feel buffer like, zone. I feel like you have to specify. Yeah, you're doing it for a bad reason. It, you should never, you should never just know outright like those those laws. Um, so and then he find, I guess, I guess they bang. I don't remember if they actually said they did, but it's heavily implied. They, they bang did. right and then before her dad the, beats the, yeah. the shit out of him with a bat. What, is it with a bat? Like, oh, it's yeah, yeah, it's with a bat. I didn't bat. even notice that part. He beats. She. I remember she said, "I heard the sound of breaking bone." Yeah, that was a bat smashing him apart. Um, and he's like, oh, it's good that her dad saved her from that crazy homeless boy that, like, suckered her in and she banged him. Yeah, he and tricked then her and manipulated her was the yeah. story. Yeah. And then they go back to the restaurant. And then she's like, let's not go back to that restaurant. I don't want to go back there. And he's like, we're going to go back there and have It was you the know, best restaurant. Party. It's the best restaurant in Boston. Yeah. It's got the best chowder and the best plate of free beans. And then um, they go back and he sees that she's got this cut on her eye. And he... This is when he gets corners in the bathroom. He's like, "Look, I know, I know what's happening." He's like, "No, it was an accident." He's like, "You sound like your goddamn mother." And he's what? like, "If you need, if you need anything, you let me know." Here's my phone number. And post. Ryle's like, "What's going on back here?" And he's like, "If you touch her again, I'll fucking, I'll fucking kill you." But like Bostoner, like, you know, <laughs> I'll hit you with a with a hockey puck. <laughs> um. But he, he, he hides, or he writes his phone number on like a post piece of paper, and he slides it in her phone case between the phone and the case. Instead of just giving her his phone number with her phone. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good hiding spot, honestly. Like, who the fuck ever takes their phone case off? Just like put, put the number in her phone. But just put like a Taco just, Bell. Yeah, put a number like, <laughs> bad Taco Bell, don't call back. You know, don't, don't order here again. <laughs> Instant diarrhea. <laughs> or a restaurant that does not give plate of free beans. Why would you go back to there? But clearly, Alice so, cares for her and is into her. And if you don't know that he wants to be with her, you're really stupid. Especially when he's like, yeah. I'll give you dessert, a Boston cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like another time jump, I guess, because they don't bother doing anything like that. Uh and then they're going to get married. Well, they, they do a Vegas wedding. Yeah, well, they're, they're, get, they're engaged, and they're like, what if we just got married right now? And then he's like, you want to go to Vegas? Like, let's just do it. He's like, and she's like, you want to get married right now? And then he says the greatest line in the written language of English, I'm so excited to be your husband, I could piss my damn pants. You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to, because you texted us, this book has the greatest written line ever, and I highlighted a different line thinking it was something else. I'm surprised that's what it was, because that is ridiculous. What, what line did you highlight? Um, the line when uh, she makes out with Atlas younger after their gardening, and, he say, and she writes, when he was wiping that cow shit on me, it was quite possibly the most turned on I have ever been. Oh, I do remember that, that also, was, yeah. That was it. That was a weird That one. was See, impressive. That, I think that's satire. I don't. I think it's sad and tired. I don't know if this book is satire though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to so, be your husband so bad, and uh, I could piss my damn pants, which is a thing that grown men do when they are excited, like puppies and toddlers. I did it at my wedding twice. 
It was. Yeah, it was, that's what the extra pants are for. The best um, man so, is mostly in charge of bringing extra slacks. <laughs> that's where the expression "pick up the slack" comes from, because the oh. best man would have to pick up extra pairs of slacks to bring to the wedding. Everyone <laughs> for, knows for all this. the piss <laughs> for all the wedding. You're just piss. pissing relentlessly, especially if you have an open bar. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just pissing all night. You guys were at my wedding. You remember this? There's piss was everywhere. All over the place. It was practically <laughs> it was slippery. It was, that's how good a wedding. That's how you know how good it was. <laughs> By the volume of piss. <laughs> um, so then they, I guess they get married and then uh, they come back and then there's a, you know, something happens and then she comes home and like she sees, he finds the, the number atlas's phone number in, in her phone he's like what the fuck is this he's like oh it doesn't mean anything i never called it and then he pushes her down the she stairs she tries to like run away or he and then he all yeah. of a sudden but he pushes her yeah down oh the yeah totally but then he was like hey are you okay you fell down the stairs accidentally and she's like i did okay yeah i did and she immediately goes into the um role of the battered wife she just like kind of acquiesces into that and she's like, yeah. But so then she kicks him out. She, does, is this the time she kicks him out? She and kicks him out he, right after that. When does he headbutt her? Uh, that, that's, that's the third that's, time. That's the she, next she does, time. She, oh, she admittedly does kick him out. It's like, okay, you said you were going to, and you did it. That Okay, this is... Yeah, she, she, this she, right. yeah but she doesn't hold too firm, because she's like, he really but feels he bad. Likes, yeah, he feels bad. It was an accident, and oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you know, that's when he says, like... I when I was a little kid, I accidentally shot my brother in the head, so I'm real sad. Now I beat my girlfriends. It's like, oh, oh that well, makes you know, sense. he's a sad guy. Yeah, you know, you know, a and, dead brother syndrome. The, oh, uh, well, so two things. One, when she first meets him, that's what he asks her. Some he asks her, like, what do you think would happen to a? What would you say if a little kid shot his other his brother? You know, because the parents because he had just spent the day. Um, doing surgery on a kid that shot his brother. Right. So you don't realize it's also about him. But a kid who shot his brother because the parents didn't properly secure their firearm. And she's like, they'd be, those are shitty parents. And they'd ruin that kid for life. And he's like, yup. But then also in his flash, when he tells her finally, because actually what happens is the sister uh, is like, what the fuck, what's happening? And then she's like, he fucking hit me. And she's like, you better tell him. And he's like, yeah. Because it's mentioned earlier that they had a third, an older sibling who died, who passed away, and they don't want to talk about it. And then she marries him without knowing the story. That's kind of weird. And then he's like, oh, yeah. I accidentally, remember that conversation? I accidentally shot my brother. And here's some amazing, I, I, I think she's trying to, you know, do some good writing here, but it's, ooh, it doesn't work. He talked. He's a neuros, neurosurgeon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I know what you're gonna say. What am I gonna say? Nate? Oh, yeah. I'll let you say it then, please. Well, I don't. I don't remember the exact line. Do you yeah, have the you line can highlighted? The gist. He, he said something like all the brains I, back like, into his head. It, it was like you know there weren't many people around, so no one heard us screaming. No one heard us, so I was I was trying to put his brains back in. Or yeah, I was trying to like, like scoop his head back together. It's like, dude, and didn't you see Jackie? Didn't work for Jackie Kennedy. Why do you think it's worked for another son of Boston? And then... <laughs> uh, and that's why he became a neurosurgeon. So I could stitch back everyone Fucking else's head. foreshadowing. God damn it. It's hoof. And uh, more like forehead shattering. 
Well, that happens later. You just won, sir. Yeah. Uh, well done. <laughs> uh, and so, as as abusers have done and will do, unfortunately, he just manipulates her here. And she's like, oh my God, how could I ever feel bad for How can I be mad at you? What you've been through. This excuses this. That explains it. It's, oh, I get it. You're, you're troubled and you don't mean it. And so they get back together. So the sister... I'm not sure what she was trying to do because later on the sister is actually very clearly not an asshole. I think the sister didn't know like how bad it really was. Just that they were having issues. Like I don't think that she because she doesn't really when she does tell a sister that like her brother is doing bad, like hitting her, she's like, Tell him to fuck off. But like at this point I think she just knows like, oh, you guys are not talking. Oh, it's because it's because he has gone away for three months. Well, that's later on. Is that's that later. later on? That happens that's later. God damn it. Nothing in this book matters in order. It doesn't yet. We're taking so long to fucking explain it. <laughs> so, okay. so much to talk she about. She takes him back, and then they're together some more, and it's like everything is fine. And they, because, you know, the way you write a book is, you know, things are good, then things are bad, then things are good, and things are bad. And this book has wild it's also dramatic how marriages swings. often go. <laughs> <laughs> Wild dramatic swings between like, oh, this is the best day ever, and then immediately next paragraph, like, oh, he just beat the shit out of me. Um, so that happens again. And this time she's like, Oh, it's so great, and then she's in the shower. Yeah, she like takes it, she comes out of the shower and he's found the number in the was in her phone, you know, the the low piece no, he, of paper. Uh, he, he found he the found journals. Found he found the, the journal. So he found both. He found all the magnet. Yeah. No, he found he both. He found the. He found the. Oh, in the read magnet. An, he read an yeah, article yeah. about the restaurant, and the restaurant was like called BIB because it's called uh, Better in Boston because everything's better in oh, Boston. Oh, because we fa- said everyone from Boston and no, no one we, else. We skipped. Did we, did we explain the number thing? Is when they go back to the restaurant a second time? Did we talk? Yeah, about Yeah, we explained the number. Did thing. we talk that about was that? The first, second time she beat but him the up. second that time they go back, right? And then this time she has a fucking. She has like stitches on her head. Yeah, this is when we were. We did that. Okay, yeah. Oh no, yeah. we forgot to say that they. She went back the second time. We didn't say that. Fight. Yeah. They actually beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And then the, the, the boyfriend has like a fucking bandaged hand, and she's got a fucking lump shiner on and and stitches on her head. And I was like, hmm, I think I know what happened here. And it wasn't the it wasn't the beans. <laughs> and so then he. No, that's the when he go hurt. follows her into the bathroom, gives her the number, and then uh, Ryle follows him, and they have like a little scuffle where he like. Chokeholds Ryle because he's because Atlas was a Marine and he chokeholds him and he's like, you fucking touch her again, I'll kill you. That whole thing happens. Yeah, that was, and then he finds the number. And that's the second time they push her down the stairs. Yeah, but but now he, then, and then the third time he finds, he finds the, the magnet and the magnet that says, Oh, I got that from an old friend. And he's like, Oh, who is that? Yeah, where did and you find this? The, he's like drunk. He sees like the restaurant review. He's like, Oh, he's talking about, he's like, I dedicated this restaurant to a very special lady. He's like, He's talking about you. And he went through all his shit and then he read all the journals about everything. And then he beats the fuck out of her and, and tries like, to rape her into her. oblivion and tries to rape her. Yes. And tries to bite off her tattoo. Because she has a tattoo of a heart. It's like based on a thing that Atlas gave to her. It's where he used to kiss her on the collarbone. But Atlas gave her this heart whittle, thing he whittled in his yeah. homeless life. I mean, you know, fucking terrible. And then um, she's like, get... Like, he tries to rape her and he passes out because he's drunk. And then she sneaks it. She calls Atlas and she's like, please, um, come pick me up. 
Like, I don't even want to talk. I'll just text you. It's, like, pretty dramatic uh, what's happening here. And she whisks her away to the suburbs, out to Braintree or whatever the fucking no, Marblehead. Well, whatever, Wellesley. Whatever fucking bullshit towns they have outside of Boston. It's Wellesley. Is it Wellesley? I don't even find it. Is it's it specific to Wellesley or just you just know? It's Wellesley. He says no. he lives in Wellesley. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the stu- I just love the dumb names that you hear in like the departed of Braintree is a very strange name. Is it re- Marblehead is also ridiculous. Marblehead? Marblehead? Yeah. Yeah. That's where the fucking Marlow comes from. Where you make a fucking table out of yeah, it. Yeah, fucking <laughs> So he takes her to the the safe house, which is his house, and uh he he nurses her back to health with crepes. <laughs> And and not being an abusive piece of shit and just giving her space and it's like just and also she's pregnant. Oh yeah, so he takes her to the hospital first, yeah, to get you know a bunch of stitches in her head and they're like, do you want to do you know a rape kit and all this like really fucked up shit's happening? And they're like, sir, we need to ask her questions. You need to get out. She's like, it wasn't him, someone else. And it's it's pretty fucked up because like this is a real situation that many people go through. So if you have like empathy reading this part, even though the book is not very good, you can't help but read this yeah. book. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a real thing. It's like, and that's it was, it was effective, you know. And then he then she goes there and stays with him for a while, and um, and then this is when Ryle goes to three goes to Cambridge for three months for a head doctor training thing, and this is when the sister is like. Did he ever figure out how the subways in Cambridge work? And she's like, "Yep, he figured it out." I was like, "Gotcha, bitch." There's no subways. There's in no red they line there. You can't take the red line all the way to Cambridge. Is that one of those fucking lines? It's Cambridge, England, yeah. not Cambridge. And it Mass. is the red line that goes to Cambridge. Yeah, That's really good, Mike. That's Fuck true. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> it goes up past Harvard, you know. Uh, and she's like, "Look, your brother uh, beat the piss out of me." And she's, this is when and the try to rape like, me. Yes, the sister is like, as you know, her sister. You know, I'll always you know hope that you can find a way to forgive him. But as your best friend, if you ever talk to him again, I will never talk to you again. Or if you ever take him back, I will never talk to you again. So I was like, okay, that's conflicting, but I understand where you're coming from. I thought that was really. It's fair, you know. It's like, yeah. Please don't like leave him. So I think leave him. Now. I think we're. Yeah, I think. Yeah, don't try to stop me, Smee. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll probably save. The, we'll save the big meta analysis we always do at the end of the episode. But I think the thing this book did, did pretty well is showing how conflicting and difficult these situations are for the people involved. So often, and it's sure. it's very clear that she says like, I didn't understand why my mom didn't just fucking leave. I don't understand what's wrong with these weak women, why they don't just leave. And then she becomes, she finds herself in that situation. She's like, oh, it's never easy. It's really hard. It's really difficult and terrible. And no matter what you do, it feels like you're losing something. Because she loves him. She loves him 99% of the time. He's amazing. But 1% of the time, he beats the shit out of her. And... Some people are willing to be like, hey, that's pretty good. 99% of the time is pretty good. It's fucking really bleak because that is the reality for way too many people. I thought the book did that really well. And this was like one of those scenes like, yeah, fuck, I get that. Like, you know, even these like abusive husbands that pieces of shit that you're like, oh, they're deadbeat, whatever. Their family members still care about them in like a complex series of ways. You know, so I thought it was. Yeah, I thought the way the sister said that was really good for a book that's not great. I think 
Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. It's, so the uh, zip through the rest, it's like, oh, you know, she's like... he. Ryle finds out that she's pregnant yeah. and then comes back. And it's like, oh, my God, I love this baby so much. And then nine months later, it's like, oh, we're having the baby. And then, like, in and the, he has in kept the his delivery room, the whole he time. has kept his distance. And he, 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 she's moved to a different spot, different place. And then now they're having the baby. and In the same it, building. It, it, isn't it? He's living in he, bed. In well, the same he had building, he had bought else. her and he had bought them an apartment into like the luxury you know condo suite where his millionaire sister lives. But he's like mm. still in residency, so I don't know how he fucking afforded this. But they, she it's had, just family money. Yeah, he had bought this enormous apartment, but he moves out of it, and she's living there. But then eventually, she gets rid of it. I think before she has the kid. It that doesn't matter. It so they, no. they have the kid, and he, and he and and she's like, "Oh, my water broke," and he's like, "Oh, I'll be right there." And then they like take her to the hospital, and she's like already like very much in labor when they get there. So they have the baby very quickly, and there's like, "Oh, look, oh my god, we have a baby! Isn't it so nice?" And they name the baby Emerson. The girl they name the girl Emerson after the dead brother. You can give girl children lots of... like You can get away with the cuter names with a girl child than you can with a boy child. So Emerson for you a girl is not that unbelievable. Boy names to girl childs. Yes. But not girl names to boy child. I mean, it's cute. Like, right, like If you like truncate a girl's name into like a, a nickname that sounds almost masculine, like if a girl's name is like... I can't think of a good example now, but like... Well, I said they were going to call her like Emmy. Yeah. Emmy or M or Emma or whatever. They could they could tr- they could abbreviate it, but you hear like you know, gr- um, like what the fuck? I don't even know what Billy would be short for, but I've heard of more than one woman who's like people Willamena. Yeah, like it's like variations of that kind of like old timey name. You just call him Billy, and it's like cute for a girl and a young woman. I don't know how it works for like a forty six year old woman, but that's a name that works. Whereas like you can't really do that for dudes. You know, like, hey, this is my son, Jenny. <laughs> it doesn't really work <laughs> the same way. Not so it's not, so anyway, it's not, so they, it, you're making fun of it. It's not that, it, that's the most believable part of the book in many ways. <laughs> it's it's n- not the worst name in this book. It's not as stupid as Ryle. It is not as stupid as Ryle. So anyway, so they or have Lily the baby. Blossom Bloom. So, and like, and the baby was very oh, Blanca. I love this baby so much. And, and Ryle is like, oh, I love this baby so much. And then as I soon as, like, at all. 15 minutes and then, so they're like, oh, we have 15 minutes after the birth. And then uh, Lily is like, I want a divorce. And he's like, what? No. And she says, like, what would you say if our daughter came home and said, yeah. my boyfriend beat me? If, what, would, what would you say if, my bo- if, my, if our daughter came home and said, uh, my boyfriend threw me down the stairs? And he's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And then she says... This relationship, it ends with us. It should have been just the end, just like the last page, but it wasn't. Um, should have been though. Well, she didn't say this. This relationship, like the cycle, the very real cycle of yeah. people who are, you know, children who grow up in abuse, abuse. abusive households become either often become, uh, and I don't know the statistics, but I'm sure it's more than you'd expect. Become abusers or victims of abuse themselves later on in life. They kind of become trapped in that like they see that as the model because children just copy and learn from whatever they see around them and accept that as normal and then the cycle of abuse continues and so she's like no fucking no we're not doing that anymore even though he wasn't abused (laughs) he had negligent parents 
he abused his brother with a gun. Because well, the, the parents were were should have been held at should have been at fault. But it was like nineteen, yeah, yeah. you know, nineteen eighty eight. So they were like it was ah. an accident. It was like whatever. Yeah, it's not good. But he was not abused. He's just uh, see, and that's that's where the book kind of loses the whole totally doing like oh you know it's it's com- it is complicated and it does parts of that well and but then i read an article like i looked up like why do people like this book because i thought it was like going to be some romance book and it was like people love it you know oh it's so it's so, it's so you know blah blah blah, blah. it's like i also looked up why is this book bad because i wanted to know how to articulate it mother, other than like it's it's shittily written for the most part. It is not very well written. No, the writing is dumb. The character development is non-existent. It's just giving them stupid traits like writing journals to Ellen, liking it's flowers. Not, yeah, it's not nothing ever. And also, the time jumps instead of actually anyone like growing in emotions. It's like now they're different. Now they love each other. But the article I read was just like the first two times. Yes, you know she he she said okay. One time thing, maybe I can excuse that. Whatever. Second time you do it, I'm out. And then she does, and that's fine. And then the, those two times, they were, you know, not to defend it, but they were heat of the moment, snap judgment things, blah blah blah. The third time, he sits and waits, and yeah. stews and gets angry and waits for her to come home or get out of the shower over the fuck. And then has a prolonged assault of her over a long period of time until he passes out. That's no longer whoopsie. That's that's something far, far worse. But isn't that potential how it must go at least in some cases? I know, and that that is that is that I guess it's, it's not like that is how you'd expect it to go, I guess. But then that kind of defeats the purpose of like people seeing this as like, oh, you know, he's just uh, good people doing bad things. Like, at some point, he's no longer just a guy who fucked up once in a while. He's a, he's a bad person. Right, but I think maybe because of the, the length of the book, it seems more uh, steep, the, the increase. That's probably how it goes often. It's like, oh, that was just like an accident. That was, I didn't mean that. And then it becomes more dramatic. And you, yeah. like you, I mean, you, you I, take I, yeah. your inch, and then you, you, you got your inch, and you, you, you push it forward. You push that envelope. I guess that's not saying it as the, the problem with the book. I mean, it's the problem with people saying the book is good and complicated because people, people still love it. Like, oh, it just shows, you know, like, oh, he's just a, he's just a, da- he's just a, what's the fault? A damaged man. It's like, no, at some point, no. Well, he still You're, is. He's, yeah, he is. But like, oh, he's it's it's like. A, but he's still very like well, two dimensional. Maybe not one dimensional, yeah. but two dimensional. You know, it's we mentioned the other. We mentioned his D. Not kind, of, yeah. <laughs> but it's still not like complicated. Like, oh, he's just brooding man, and so he's still he like this hot, women. super awesome dude. But it's like, but he's a fucking monster, and she's still like after every. Uh, know what it was? I remember what it was now. He did all that, and she still lets him back into her life afterwards. So I was like, oh, you know, it's for the good of the kid. Like, is it for the good of the kid? This is a guy who laid in wait to sexually assault his wife, drunk or not. You think your kid's safe around that? Who knows? You don't want to find out. 
It's a fucking baby. Well, also, I mean, yeah. He's obviously got real bad problems with self-control. Sure. It's literally dangerous. Like, and it's like the law. Like, they look at the law of Massachusetts is like, if there is domestic abuse situations, you do not have to have visitation rights for an abusive parent. That's like common sense. But like, she'd have to go document that and she didn't. She right? didn't. Like that's another, it's like a real complication. Right? Like oftentimes, I know, I know, I know, these, oftentimes these things don't. have gotten past the point where you can't just be like, tap out like they're messy and, and yeah. it's really heartbreaking and it's because people i think I, I really i think people are people usually are optimistic about other people we usually try to see the good in other people right like oh that was a, that was a mistake that was not a thing they meant Certainly. that's not who that really is to a point to a point of course but like that point varies from person to person where you where you draw that line it's like no no now it's too now it was a bridge too far but but in this case, for example, she never documented anything. She never pressed charges. She never did the thing at the at the hospital, the, the rape kit. Like she never did any of that. She was like, "No, I, I just got hurt, and it was, it's I don't want to talk about it." So for her to be like, which is very common, it is extremely common, unfortunately. And for her to be like, "That's well, now I don't want him to see the kid." Like she has to build that case. She can't just go to the judge and the child is, you know, six days old. And be like, I don't want my husband to see this child anymore. Like, well, sorry. Like, the, the law also protects him. It's, it's not simple. And that's the reality of, of this in many cases. Even though the law is often structured to be, you know, to err on the side of the mother, and I think that's perfectly reasonable and appropriate, it's, it's a fucking complicated situation. And I think that's what the book was trying to get at. I don't think the book does it super well. But I think the book does well, get we, at that. We didn't yet talk about the, her thing at the end where she said, this is what happened to my mother. Sort of. Like, sort of, yeah. But like the thing with the casserole was the first time her dad hit her mom. Like, she just, that's what happened. Like, I that's told you when I fucking hate green beans. She's like, it's on the back of the can. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We need jokes. We can't. This is a educational <laughs> comedy podcast. It's really hard to make jokes during this episode. At a cer- after a certain point, there's like a hard cutoff. It's like on British TV. Like there's a certain point where they can start saying "cunt" and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can't think of any. It's also hard because, like, you know, you you, you want to say like, oh, it's it's got a point. The book does have a point. It's complicated, but it's also badly written. Yeah, but I po- and there are better books about domestic abuse that do it better. But are they fiction like this and accessible like this? I don't know. I'm not def- defending the book 100. Uh, sure. Okay. I've, so uh, I read. So there's a New York Times article about how Colleen Hoover got uh, how got big. So she was a she invented social vacuums. worker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's running on that vacuum money. But she got then, that sucking money. <laughs> uh, so she was. She comes actually from a very poor family, and then. Uh, went to college to be a social worker, of course, which is a job where you make no money. And she yeah. was just writing and, in her spare and, time. And are surrounded by really Pretty difficult, horrible, terrible yeah, things. Yeah, really, really. The worst things. Really, really bad, usually. Definitely. Uh, and then she was just, do, do, you know, writing some, like, you know, in her spare time. Just And then she, like, self-published one. And it, like, did pretty well. And then she, she self-published another one. And another one. And that third one... Self-published became the New York Times number one bestseller. Like, 
huge giant numbers for self-publishing. Um, and then she got book deals and she's written like a bunch more. And then the pandemic happened and people were looking for, uh, comfort food is really how I want to describe it, which is really for women, this kind of book, chicken soup for the soul, this kind of book. And then also this people were promoting it on tip TikTok. Like she Mm -hmm. has a, like big fans on TikTok, right? When TikTok became a big thing at the beginning of the pandemic. And so that just made through the network effect, just made, uh, her just like super big, like super famous. And like, so it's to the case where, to the point where, um, some of her books that are now like four or five years old are now coming back to be in the New York Times like top ten, like best selling books, and she's like just selling a ton of things. And one of the things in the article said that her books are known for sex and wild plot twists or something like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that described it. Um, but also, I remember I was also thinking about how like uh, uh, Alton Brown, you know, from the Food Network, talking yeah. about how. Uh, after 9-11, the viewership of Food Network like went up like by tenfold or something like that. Just like went up so enormously. And it's because people were looking for comfort. And they're looking for comfort and familiarity. Well, they were also launching food. a jihad on carbs. No? <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I couldn't help but think like, oh, she just happened to... I mean, she was she didn't plan it this way, but it just so happened that she got lucky that her books became big on TikTok during the pandemic when people were looking for the comfort food of books, which is her kind of style. Nate, can you put like a, a klaxon sound in here? Because callback to like episode four of this podcast was outliers. Nobody's yeah. mm-hmm. success is 100% their result their result of their effort it's t- timing that you cannot control as part of it right mm-hmm. when that part of the book of that that that's fraud, a big section fraud of the malcolm gladwell yeah. <laughs> right like she just got lucky there would have been some like some somebody oh, yeah. was going to start selling books during the pandemic that just piqued the right interests and she was one of those people i mean can't hold that against her no she you know, she, she is i'm props, sure the I'll most her, surprised props. and i i She's quoted yeah. in the article as saying, I read all these other books, and I'm like, oh, they're so much better than mine. And it's like, well, okay. Good for her. This, apparently, this she L. has... Ron Hubbard really is on to something. <laughs> she's really... She apparently has very self-deprecating in a lot in her own, like, TikToks and whatever social media she does, which is I like, mean, I, that's nice. I don't, I don't have anything against her at all. I, it's just, I mean, if she admits it, like, it's just not... Very well written, and I it's better than I could do. One hundred percent, she did better than me. But like in terms of, aside from the abuse angle of the story, this was a Fifty Shades of Grey, slightly better quality writing level, and you know, still like yep. incredibly hot doctor. You know, nothing wrong, and like the uh, basically perfect virgin. Okay, they're all they're all just you know cookie cutter characters and the story is besides the abuse exactly the same as every other one well all romance novels are the fucking same thing they just need to find their angle yeah and this angle was yeah. different the angle was different i'll give her that i did not know this was a domestic abuse book and i was halfway through when it was like oh the dedication makes more sense now it reminded me of that like christian book we did a fucking oh, oh um, redemption redeeming yeah. love 
redeeming love where it was like both both oh, yeah. like the wholesome thing but then it was also like really whore. dark <laughs> it's also like wow that book got really dark the power of christ compels you christian romance yeah that was that was something else i didn't know what to expect of that fucking that thing that was some move that was a journey but this doesn't end with us because she made a sequel that is not worth reading that we're never going to read it so it had on day 1 counting pre-orders 800,000 copies sold of that book. Jesus. And it's the sequel. It's the direct sequel. It's what happens to Lily and Alice as they both just spend the rest of their lives in, like, counseling and trying to, like, be well-adapted adults because their childhoods were fucked up. I really don't know what it's about. But I... I, there are still... They haven't taken them down because uh, New York City's uh, subway system is a hellscape. But there are still... Uh, advertisements for that book from October of 2022. They're like, coming now! The newest book! You heard the smacks! Now see what happens! Or whatever the fucking yeah, say. And um, it's a, a fucking huge thing. Sold, I'm sure at this point, close to a goddamn million copies, which for a mediocre romance novel is ridiculous. No props to her. It, absurd. No, no, I have nothing but... Nothing but props. So I saw you gave it. It is not something I need to read. N- no, I don't think you or not, any of us need to read it. Hopefully, uh, but it got two. You gave it two stars, Jimmy. I'm curious, Nate. Yeah. What did you give it, or what will you give it? Because you don't uh, upgrade your, your ratings every once in a Put in a rating yet? So I want to say I will probably give it three. Thank you. Now three is still not a good number. Of course, it's not. still <laughs> three is still just. I think it's a magic word. number. I think three is just, it was okay, because my expectations were so low, and then I was like, wow, this is not the worst thing we've read. No, it wasn't. Wow. So, my, it kind of like got, it got a bump just based on my very low expectations. Did it get that bump by walking into a door frame, Nate? <laughs> It was asking like for it. Over, if you go to Goodreads and you like hover over the stars, they actually have like little things. It's like this is what these stars mean. Yeah, that's what they did. And like two was it was okay. Yeah, because they don't want you to give a low <laughs> rating because Goodreads is a mechanism yeah. to sell books. Yeah, so I kind of used that one. So I, I gave it two because for me three is like this was fine, but I don't need to read it again. Two is like. It's whatever. In my, and for me, it was, it's see, whatever. In my mind, too, One is, is like, bad. it is pretty bad. Yeah. Just not total dog shit. That's, in my mind, that's two. And so I would go with one more, only because it was better than Fifty Shades. Two and, and it was half. better than Twilight. This is actually a question for our Q&A episode that's on Patreon this month. We, we talk about our rating systems, or we will when we record it, because it was one of the questions. <laughs> Yeah, but, minutes from now <laughs> But I, I will say I also gave it three stars And I, I, I don't want to give the impression That I grew up in an abusive household Or anything like that But like I have, I have tremendous empathy For the for Lily's character And her mother in this book Those parts were actually done Quite well And that was the only parts That were done quite well <laughs> But you know what That's the point of the fucking book And so I see what she's going for And I, and I think it's imp- I think it's important In a sense because it is really easy, and I've heard many people say in one form or another these things of like, oh, these fucking dumb women who stick around, these weak women, what's wrong with them? Yeah. It's so... Especially coming from other women. Of course it is, yeah. Often the most virulent form of it comes from other women, right? And it is 
it's fucking catty bitches. Someone needs to put them in their place. It's it's an <laughs> ironic thing, but it, it is it is heartbreaking because they're in an unwinnable situation, and it's in the book too. She talks about it like her mom left when she was like three. The author says this, and her older sister was five or something like that. And the mom had a high school degree and raised them, and they lived off like you know noodles and macaroni beans. and cheese. Beans. Yeah, beans. Of course, it was, it was Boston, and they. You know, it was really hard, and it's 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 a heartbreak. It's like really now again. Like, maybe it's like my. And I, I always joke with my wife whenever we like listen to like a Matchbox Twenty song. I'm like, the song's pretty good, and I'm like, oh no, I'm gay now. But like, I think about this, and like maybe I'm like this. Like my heart grew, like the Grinch. Like I could have empathy for no, other people I mean, now. Books do you're, that you're to right. you. That's what they're supposed like, to do. She like the talk about like her, like her dad actually did stop drinking and he like he realized he was a fucking piece of shit and he like grew up far away like uh not as part of her life so much and she talked about like having her stepdad walk her down the aisle instead and he was like that's the right thing i i haven't been a dad to you and it's like that's he raised you depressing he raised you it's only yeah. makes sense right but i mean and it's like it's complicated i'm married and it is something that probably you know for you know ever it it's better, I guess, that a book that will get people like, talking about it, even though they talk about it all the time, but like will get people like understanding it. Maybe even if it even if it makes a thousand fifteen year olds understand this better, it's better than having them reading some other trash that has no purpose. Yeah. So I guess it's good for that. Right. I still didn't really like it. Well, I I couldn't help but read this. You know, I'm married to a lady. Sorry, bitches. And <laughs> I have a daughter. And like those many different passages in there, I was like, what would you say to your daughter? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. And not that I'm some like he-man, you know, macho dude, but I was like, you know, you, you want to imagine as a parent, like anybody who hurt your kid, you know, you would, you can't, you would not suffer them to live. You know, like you would not let them get away with that. <laughs> and that's your, 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 singular goal is to protect them and, and provide for them and whatever. And so reading that, I was like, this it was upsetting for me. It was like, really, I could actually, uh, I, I was uh, moved in a way that was totally heterosexual and I was fine with it <laughs> and it was fucking fine. So get over it. But it was, you know, it was, I thought it was effective. I thought it was like the romance part. I don't, I don't like romance novels, but to understand or to like see the perspective, and that's like em- where you learn empathy, as Nate, you just said you learned that from reading books. I think this is a book where you could actually expand your perspective a little bit. So I don't think it's that bad of a book. It's not, it's not the best, certainly not. But on this topic, which I've read zero books that really t- approach it in such a way, I thought it was actually really good. Yeah, I'll give it that. All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Oh, I, just, I just thought of a joke. Damn it. Uh, but if you want to support the podcast, maybe you'll hear it there on our on our bloopers episode. Uh, you could uh, go to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub or just help us out by going and leaving a review wherever you're listening. And just try not to call us man boys this time. Or boy men. And you can also join us on Goodreads, and you can tell me what bioviating means. Bloviating? 
I don't know what that word is either. That's what we do. Tell me what it means. <laughs> We're doing it right Please. now. I uh, and check out the <laughs> Hop Tub Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Talk about meta analysis. Mm-hmm.